You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, friends and or loved ones. This is episode 57 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hope everyone's having a wonderful day whenever it is that you're listening to this. I have a special guest today. Hello, hello. This is my friend Katie, and we've known each other off and on for... I'd say about three years now. About that, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You've been on the Rusted Robot podcast? I have. You have, that's right. And uh, today we're here to talk about unrealistic beauty standards. Yes, we are. Okay, so how did this topic come about? Well... Last week, I shared a photo of some crazy girl who sent me a friend re- request. Uh, just one of those random people that you get from time to time. Uh, supposedly hot girls in hardly any clothes that I have no idea who they are. But uh, hey, yeah, okay, send me a friend request. So what did I do? I took her photo. I posted it on my timeline and said, I don't know this girl, but she sent me a friend request. Does anybody know her? And, of course, you commented. And I had a... Good laugh. I uh, I said, well, you know, does she have any friends? Looks like the Barbie I lost when I was six uh, has become sentient and made herself a Facebook profile. Oops, my bad. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, a bunch of people commented on your comment. And uh, turns out that uh, just the whole idea of unrealistic beauty standards came up. Yeah, it um, it came up just because I... I was looking over the, the picture and I just kind of wrote down my thoughts in one of the comments to you if, uh, if you want me to read it out. Sure, why not? Um, I said, yeah, the sad part is, uh, is that a lot of women aspire to this unrealistic standard of beauty. Uh, the bra that's at least three cup sizes too small is really bugging me. I mean, this bra barely covered her areolas. <laughs> True. Um, can you imagine how many businesses would go bankrupt if w- women worldwide uh, woke up one day and decided they love themselves the way they are. And wouldn't that be something? It would be, and I would absolutely love to see that, you know. Women who are just comfortable in their bodies. But that doesn't happen. No. It's rare. It is. And it takes a lot of work to get there. Society is always throwing at us through Instagram and, you know, it used to be magazines. Um, well, you see that video that goes around Facebook every once in a while of the Photoshop, yes. right? You've seen that before? Yes. Where they take this just normal-looking girl, attractive, not like a, like a 6 or a 7 or an mm-hmm. 8, and they turn into like a 12. Exactly. And they, uh, they tan her, and they, ex- and they extend her body, and plump up her breasts, and yeah. do all this stuff, and it doesn't even look like the same girl anymore. And I forget which uh, celebrity said it, but one of the celebrities... One of the celebrities um, 
that I've seen online is actually said, I don't even look like my photos, you know, once they're published. Um, I don't even look that good. Nobody actually looks that good. No, it's impossible. Exactly. You know, everybody has pores. Mm -hmm. Everybody has, you know, either some stretch marks or cellulite. And Photoshop is a wonderful thing, but it's not real. No, not at all. So that, when you see these actresses in real life, or these models in real life, not that I've seen very many famous people up close, but when you see them in other TV shows or whatever, like, uh, for example, uh, what's her name? Charlize Theron. Mm -hmm. Remember when she was in Monster? Yes. And she just didn't do makeup. Yeah. It didn't even look like her. Yeah, exactly. So. It's, uh, it's all about the, uh, the look you project. That could also be, you know, a good kind of um, projection, especially if you're trying to gain confidence. What do you mean? If most of the time you're going out, um, you know, just in PJs, you know, stuff like that, sometimes it'll help you get that little confidence boost to, you know, maybe dress up, put on a little makeup, but not to try to look like the magazines. Right, you know? so what you're saying is if you normally go out just being slobby or whatever, mm -hmm. and then you decide to change, put on a nice pair of jeans and a blouse or something, mm -hmm. do your hair and makeup, Nothing fancy, but just a little bit more yeah. than, uh, than splash pants mm -hmm. and a tank top or whatever. Yeah, so, just a little minimal effort can make a huge difference. You know what, I think, uh, I, think I can agree with that. Because, for example, uh, when I go out in t-shirts and, and shorts and sandals, mm -hmm. it's just meh, whatever. But when I put on jeans and a button-up shirt, there, there's more confidence, I feel like I'm more put together, even if I don't feel it inside. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It, it kind of translates to the inside. It does, it does, and it's, um, I like the term fake it till you make it, because eventually it's not going to be fake anymore. That's and, the thing. And that's the beauty of it, is uh, it's, eventually it doesn't become fake. I, uh, You've been going through something similar? Yes, I definitely have. It's been, uh, it's been quite a road, <laughs> for sure. You want to tell us about it? Well, for a while I was under a cloud of depression. Um, I was a lot heavier than I was, and it was, uh, it was really wearing on me. I felt really ugly, oh. like worthless. Really? Um, yeah, it wasn't a good time. Um, so I decided I need to do something about this because I'm seeing all these people everywhere, you know, on Facebook. Um, I used to have an Instagram, and I stopped because of that. There's a lot of cosplayers, uh, models mm -hmm. on Instagram, and, and they, they have 10,000 likes per photo, and, and... And they look perfect, like a magazine all the time, and it was mm -hmm. just running me down, because I'm like, I'll never be like this, why? And I kept, uh, and it just kept running me down. Um, so I decided one day, I'm just, I need to do something about this, because... You know, even if I have to, even if I have to fake it, because I don't feel good in my skin. So, I, you know, even when I didn't feel like it, I would start um, putting on nicer clothes. Um, I would start putting on just a little bit of makeup, and I would go for walks because I said I'm tired of having to lug all this weight around. So maybe if I spend a little time lugging the weight around, some of the weight will go away, ah. and it did. So what you did was mm -hmm. you forced yourself to get out there. You forced yourself to feel like you were looking better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to force yourself, drag yourself out, mm -hmm. 
pick yourself up by the coattails or whatever that expression is that people say and, and just make yourself do it. Exactly. And a lot of times I didn't feel like it. You know, um, I'm walking around the lake and I'm going, I still feel like crap. I still feel like uh, uh, this is not working, that I'm never going to be the person that I see inside, but that isn't reflected in the mirror. Right. Um, and it did take a long, a long road. Uh, it's been a good year now. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so far I've lost about uh, 40 pounds. That's good. It's um, a good healthy amount. Yes, and just sure. Just from walking? Mm-hmm. Have you done any extra exercising? Have you changed your diet? Um, I changed my location. I moved to a place on a hill, which has really, really helped. Hills help. Yes, they really, really do. Um, and I have um, been eating less. I was eating emotionally. Oh, tied into all of that self-image. Right, because there's so much advertisement out there mm-hmm. and you're constantly bombarded with it that that's what you see and that's how you feel you have to be. Exactly. But nobody can be that. No. Even those girls who are in the pictures aren't actually like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Okay, so. So it was a downward spiral that I had to eventually say, okay, this spiral also goes upwards. I just need to make, uh, you know, I need to climb up. And it is a climb. Um, but after a year, you know, I finally look in the mirror and I go, hey, that's a beautiful woman right there. And I actually feel it inside as well as out. So what you originally intended was to fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Now you've made it. Or you're on the way. Exactly. Are you, exactly. are you exactly where you want to be or are you still working on it? Um, I think it's always going to be kind of a work in progress. Um, but for me, there is no perfection. I mean, no human is perfect. Nope. Um, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm just looking for contentment. And I have found contentment. So I think I'm almost there. Um, I'm there pretty much with the confidence and the contentment. Um, I love myself. Good. Um, I'd, and I'd say I'm almost there with the weight loss. Even better. Um, but I mean, for some people, the fake it till you make it could be, okay, well... You know, I need to gain a little bit of weight uh, mm-hmm. if they think that they're too small. There are people like that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not always about, you know, trying to be skinny and pretty. I just wanted to feel comfortable in my skin. I don't want to be skinny. You know, I just want to not feel like I'm carrying around extra weight I don't need. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's a good attitude. This is a perfect time to listen to one of the uh, podcast promos for another podcast on the ESO network. Yes, so of we'll course. pause for that. Did you know the ESO network has a brand new Patreon? That's right. We're asking for your help and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret, all your favorite shows will still be available for free as always, but you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign up for the ESO network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is go to esopodcast.com and click on the link. With your support of the ESO network, it's you who will reap the rewards. And we're back, and so we should talk about unrealistic beauty standards from around the world. Yes. Um, so we were talking a little bit about that before we started recording. I was actually reading up on um, an Ask Reddit thread about different unrealistic beauty standards around the world and how um, in Asia they have different um, facial features that they like, and whereas in North America, the more tan you are, the better you are. Mm-hmm. 
in a lot of Asian countries, um, from what I read, um, especially places like Korea, they um, still like that pale, light color. Oh, because if you have a tan, that means you work out in the fields and mm-hmm. you're like a peasant or a farmer and you're of a lower social class. Exactly. Which is how it used to be in Canada and America in the early, early days. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's how it still is over there. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, it was... Uh, where is this one comment? Oh, there we go. Uh, they want to lighten their skin uh, because their natural skin tone... They put on makeup that makes them look positively ghoulish. It's a shame because their natural skin tone is beautiful, but they don't want to quote-unquote look like a Mongolian. And this was um, from a Reddit user who worked in China with over 50 women, um, and they do apparently obsess over skin color. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I didn't so know it's that. A, it's a cultural thing as well. They don't want to look like a different culture that they view as negative. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is that maybe where the whole uh, geisha culture came in with the, with the white face? Yes. Is that part of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is part of it. And um, they also, um, uh, geisha leave a, a little band of, of skin around their white makeup to kind of show that it is a mask of oh, beauty. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to pay more attention when I see them. Yeah, there, um, um, there is a very, very good documentary on geisha on, uh, on YouTube, actually. Okay. There's, uh, there's a few of them that delve into the beauty of it and how it's... Uh, the history behind it mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, and it's, okay. it's really, ni- um, really different to see all these different cultures and how they're beautiful. Uh, especially the one culture in Africa, I believe. Oh, goodness. I don't want to get this wrong here. But there is one culture who actually... Um, bigger women are beautiful. Okay. Just... Well, that's kind of like in the Renaissance, mm-hmm. when, when you see all the pictures of the beautiful women. They're, they're larger size. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's because they're, you know, they're well-fed. Exactly. Um, and, and another documentary that I watched as well, I watch a lot of them on beauty standards, okay. um, was these women, these African women who are larger and they force-feed their children, uh, their, their female children, to uh, that unrealistic beauty standard. Um, it was heartbreaking watching that little baby getting force-fed so for even a baby. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Okay. Um, for these unrealistic beauty standards of, you know, for us it's you know five foot nine, hundred and ten pounds, uh, double D's and thirty six, thirty four, thirty six, exactly. or whatever that was. And then there it's you know that would be a malnourished woman who mm. needs to gain a good two, three hundred pounds. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and this is a tribe in Africa, or? Um, there are some in Africa, and there is as well in Europe. I'm thinking Lithuania, but that doesn't sound right. Latvia? Yes. I think you told me. Yeah. Is that right? Uh, yes, yeah, starts with an L. Oh, goodness, I can't Well, we'll say, we'll say it's either Lithuania or Latvia. Yes, or, something or like that. How about Luxembourg? Is that right? <laughs> that's, um, that's the only all countries I can think of. Yeah. I'm trying to find the comment as well, and I can't. Well, there's so many oh. uh, responses there. Mauritania? Mauritania? There we go, Mauritania. Oh, that doesn't start with an L at all. But there is one that starts with an L okay. that I watched a documentary on that had that. Yeah, it's really interesting how they... And, and it's funny how different cultures have different standards. Mm-hmm. And, and different uh, eras of time as well. 
I was just watching, uh, I just remember what it was actually. It's on Netflix. It's a four-part series on, uh, it's called The Ascent of Woman. And it talks about how women have been seen uh, in various cultures since the dawn of history. And there was, uh, I think she was 84. It was either China or Japan that she was from. And uh, when she was a kid, she had her... Uh, feet binded or bound oh, or whatever. Oh, yes, and the they, Chinese lotus feet. Yes, and they kept uh, wrapping it and wrapping it and making it smaller and smaller, and she, they would do it until she cried out in pain. And uh, her feet were actually larger than the normal size because she didn't go through with it the entire way, but she still, when they were showing her walk, she was hobbling down the stairs. She was 84 years old. She could hardly move around, and she had these tiny feet in a weird shape, and that's uh, and she was at the very tail end of it when they finally outlawed it. Yeah, I've uh, I've seen uh, examples of that too. Probably the same lady. She's I think she's pretty famous around the world for being the last one. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there was something about being able to fit the feet in a teacup. Oh, they didn't say that on this show, but they did show a lot of the different shoes and how they're all curved like this, and yeah. I, how would you put your foot it's, in there? It's and supposed to remini- be reminiscent of a lotus blossom. It just looks... Ouch. Pain. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess because uh, they can't move around as much and they're almost helpless, mm-hmm. that that was a beauty standard because they got to be uh, waited on by their mm-hmm. men. Exactly. So. It was uh, it was all about that beauty standard that showed that you're rich. Yes, and, and another thing is uh, a lot of times, um, and it's always it always focuses on the women and, yeah. and their standards, not the not the men, as much, but uh, the more useless a woman becomes, the more attractive it is, somehow. Yeah, it, yeah, and yet, you know, we're supposed to cook and clean and you know do and raise children and stuff. But yet we still have to do this in, you know, six-inch heels and and a tan and... A tiara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's it's unrealistic. And and as we were talking about this and all the comments we got on that original photo mm-hmm. that brought up the conversation, there was uh, no uh, not, nothing about men's beauty standards. No, it's, it's a lot less talked about. Um, and, and it seems like there are no beauty standards for men, but... There, there kind of are in a, in a way. Like the, the guys who go to the gym. Yeah. You know, they're rippling out of their shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, or right now, it's, it's the big full beard. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm actually a little uh, guilty of projecting a male beauty standard onto my own boyfriend. <laughs> um, he grew out a full beard for me. I mean, I, it looks great. It does. He was just here not too long ago before he went to work. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he looks like a lumberjack with his long flowing hair and his big full beard. Yeah. Yeah. And he said that this is the first time he's ever grown out a full beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, for a while he wanted to shave it off, but he, he kept it up, you know, for me. And, um. You love it. I do. I really do. What does he think of it? Um, for him, he. He's just doing it for you? Yeah, he's mostly just doing it for me, but he doesn't dislike it. It's okay. sort of a meh thing right now. It's like, okay, well, it's there, and it's, you know, too much of an effort to chop it off, so mm-hmm. why not just, you know, keep the woman happy? Well, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and he looks good in it. Not everybody who grows out a full beard looks good in a beard. Exactly. Like, I can grow a nice full beard. Mm-hmm. I don't think I look good in it. Do I? I don't know. 
see, that's, that's mm -hmm. one of those things that I'm not super confident about. Uh, and I don't have a full head of hair. And really, it's up to how you think you look, mm -hmm. you know? Um, if you don't think you look good in a full beard, don't grow a full beard, you know? Usually, I just have the goatee, because yeah. that's how I feel the and most comfortable. the goatee looks very good. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. Uh, I would like to have like a full head of hair, mm -hmm. but I've been balding since my late 20s. That seems to be a big um, beauty standard for men, yeah. is, is the balding. And personally, I don't see the problem with it. I mean, you, uh, um, you, know, you decided to do the, the buzz cut instead of the comb over which I think is, personally, I think is the better choice. <laughs> right, because uh, it, it, uh, it hurt me uh, on a deep, fundamental, emotional level when I realized that I was never going to have the full head of hair, the long, flowing locks. No, I got a bald spot, and uh, so what do I do? Sh shave the whole thing off. Don't worry about it. Don't, I, I was never going to do the comb over. Because I've, I've, I remember seeing teachers when I was in public school, and, and they'd have like uh, 12 inches of hair in a spiral on their yeah. head, and they're not fooling anybody, and it just looks sad. And, and my grandfather did the comb over for a long time, and I think it took him till almost 80 years old to decide to stop with the comb over. Is that right? And that, that seems to be like a hardwired thing in, in our society, is, is the baldness, and I'm going... Okay, um, you know, and I think even men too can uh, uh, take advantage, I guess, of, you know, um, trying to get a little boost, you know, to, you know, instead of, you know, shave the comb over, you know. Right. If you're balding, just, that's, you know, it is what it is, mm -hmm. and be confident in who you are. That's, and that's what I'm doing. See, I would love to have the full head of hair, but I don't, and so I had to accept it. And I personally think you look good the way that you are, and if you had the full head of hair for me, I, I personally, I can't quite picture it. I've got some pictures on Facebook when I was in my early 20s, and uh, what was it? A few years ago, somebody sent me a picture of when I was 20 or something, and I had the full head of hair. It was clean shaven, uh, it was university, and I was like, huh, I actually look pretty damn good at 20 years old, but I didn't feel like I looked good. You know, just like some geeky dweeb guy mm -hmm. but no it was looking back 20 years later like oh I was kind of hot you know mm -hmm. I, I don't feel that way now about myself but when I shave the head and have a clean shaven face with just the goatee mm -hmm. and put on a nice uh, dress shirt I'm like okay I look all right there yeah <laughs> well it, and it's to you know uh, carry that feeling over of seeing yourself at 20 and going I look hot and then it's to just try to carry that feeling over to today yeah I look hot but now you know there's I I have this that I didn't have, and I have this that I didn't have, and I'm happy about this. Mm -hmm. It's it's really a difficult thing to change your mindset from looking for the flaws to looking for things you love. Yes, this is true. Yeah, and and you can't go back to your past self and and say, hey, it's it's okay, everything's yeah. all right. You yeah, know. exactly. You're, you're you know, better than you think you are. Exactly, exactly. You know, even though you think back then it was horrible, there were still still some things you can pick out that you liked about yourself. Exactly. And 20 years from now, I'll look back at myself now and I'll be like, oh, that was actually okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I could, like you said, get a gym membership. I don't have one. I don't have big ripply muscles. I'm not popping out of my shirt, but I, I don't care. You know, because I, uh, yeah. I see some of those guys and it looks uncomfortable. It does. It looks, uh, I don't know, like there's, there's not enough skin to go around and that you poke them and they might explode. <laughs> right, right. And, and I would like to be more toned. 
and I could easily go get a gym membership and start working out. Mm -hmm. I'm too lazy, and I've accepted that about myself, and I don't care. And at this point, are you going to be doing it for you or for society's perception of you? Or some ideal that I have in my head about exactly. what I should be looking like. Exactly, you know. Um, you know, lo love you because, I mean, it's the only body you got. That's right. Yep. And at least I'm six feet tall. Exactly. So I've got the height. <laughs> you know. Another unrealistic standard there. You know, these uh, women I see on Facebook, if your height starts with five, move on. Like, oh, I've never seen that. Yes, it's a huge thing with women online now, and oh. I don't agree with it at all. So they want their men to be at least six feet tall. Yeah. See, there's that, but I also see uh, the big thing now also is the dad bod. Yes. Yes, the dad bod. I think that comes out of all the craze of the muscles, and I think... Um, it's the reaction against it. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Women have decided that, you know, th this isn't sexy anymore, and, you know... Um, I think the dad bod also comes with, you know, the the dad ideal. You know, you're good with kids. You're, you're a dad. Mm -hmm. You're... Obviously, you're a nice guy if you're a dad. Yeah, so you're harmless mm -hmm. and uh, relatable and approachable. Exactly, and, exactly. And so that, that brings all the memes up. Uh, get, a, get a chubby guy with tattoos and a beard. Yes. That's the thing right now. Yes. So. Yes. Um, well, I got one of those. I mean, he's not that chubby. He's, he's, not still, he's still pretty lean, but he's got a bit of a pouch. Yeah. <laughs> well, how long have you guys been together? years now almost. Is that it? Yeah, we met each other. Um, I actually met you a few months uh, after I met him because we uh, met each other when we, me and Dan were first dating. Okay. Yes. Yes, all through the uh, the comic book shop group of people yes. and D&D &D and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of going this Sunday to game night. Ooh, there you go. It's been a while. Yes. yes. I miss Josh and Katie. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to go see them later today. To, oh. to do a, another podcast of the Rusted Robot. Oh, nice. Yep, so that'll be all right. I'll definitely say hi to them for me. I certainly will. And uh, so I guess in conclusion, basically just be happy with who you are, would you say? Yeah, just be happy in who you are. You know, um, don't look to outside sources for your confidence. Find it in yourself. And if you need to, fake it till you make it because eventually you're going to see one day you've made it. And you've done just such a thing, so you're living proof that it can happen. It definitely can. So congratulations on the transformation and feeling better. Well, thank you very much. And now here's Mark Marin with a reminder that you can find The Soul Forge on Spotify. So I wanted to remind you once again that you can listen to this show and other podcasts on Spotify. And now it's easier than ever. Just open the app on your mobile device or desktop, click on Browse, and then click on the Podcast section. It works on your computer, your phone, your smart speaker system, whatever you want to use. So stay connected to your favorite podcast and never miss an episode using Spotify. Thank you for that, Mark. Uh, so this concludes episode 57 of the Soul Forge podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank Katie for coming on the show and being a guest and telling us some of her life stories. Uh, remember, share and like the Facebook page. Find us on the web at soulforgepodcast.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. Once again, thanks for stopping by the Forge. And remember, working on yourself is not selfish. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Contact the show by emailing soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or by tweeting soulforgepod on Twitter. Visit us at soulforgepodcast.com and remember the best way to show your support is by leaving a five-star review in the iTunes store. 
And, if you would, please check us out and like us on Facebook. The Soul Forge podcast was written, produced, scored, edited, engineered, and directed by Sean Vanderloo. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. For more great content, you can listen to my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. Thanks for stopping by The Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. I could do this all day. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the TeePublic store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.